Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Student Life Podcast, where we dive into the real experiences of first-year college students attending universities all over the United States. Not only will we be talking about the social and academic aspects of these colleges, but also the journey that each student went through during the application process. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and thank you guys so much for listening. If you are ready, we'll get started. Yeah, just let me know when. Okay, sick. Um, I'll just take a sip of my coffee, and uh, we'll uh, mosey on over. You're, you're what now? Excuse me. My coffee. Your coffee. Your yes. Coffee? My one. Sh- <laughs> I it's <laughs> it's it's occasion. Okay. I I like to take a sip of coffee before uh, we start, but don't judge me, Miss Coffee Addict. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> hello again to anyone who is listening. Um, welcome to another episode of the Student Life Podcast. Um, this time around we have one of my good high school friends, Cassandra Mand, and um, throughout high school she was always like. Super hardworking, very, very smart, um, probably top of the class, low-key. <laughs> um, so very low studious, low-key, high-key as hell. So um, <laughs> she's also uh, very caring and just one of the coolest girls that I actually had the opportunity to go to prom with, which I had a lot of fun with that. Um, and she is currently a student at USC. So would you like to say anything, Cassandra Mann? Um, not me, just hi, I'm Cassandra. It's happy to be here. Um, yeah, two way. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Um, and so I guess the first little, uh, or do you actually want to mention um, what you are majoring in um, and or double majoring in? Yeah, for sure. So um, currently I came in as a human bio major and I just added um, a second major in informatics. So I'll be starting my classes um, for that next year um, as I'm currently a freshman. Oh, yeah. Doing it all. Doing it all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess the first uh, step in this whole college process is the uh, college application. Um, do you want to uh, say a little bit about like how the college application went with you, for you? Right. Um, so I think most of the applications are you know due January, February, but for USC, actually the deadline in my case was December first, which is kind of like uh, what differentiates it because um, I applied for the merit scholarship. Um, there's actually no other extra paperwork you have to do. They just evaluate it based off of your um, existing application, but it allows you to um, potentially get a one-year, two-year, or four-year scholarship. Nice. Um, and which one did you get, Cassandra? I got the four-year trustee. <laughs> very nice, very nice, which is, which is really good. Um, if you wouldn't mind, would you want to um, say some of the schools that you applied to or what you looked um, for when you applied to different schools? I think most of the schools that I applied to were actually in California because I wanted to stay um, in-state. So I applied to most of the UCs, um, UC Berkeley, uh, LA, San Diego, um, SB. And um, for out-of-state, I mostly looked on the East Coast. So Harvard, Yale, um, let me see. Johns Hopkins, UPenn, yeah, correct. And um, I don't think there are any other schools on the East Coast. But yeah, uh, when I was looking for schools, I think location was a huge factor. I knew I wanted to stay in state, but I was still, you know, open to um, you know the top institutions on the East Coast. Um, I also looked for um, the kind of academic programs they offered. For me. Um, kind of in my final decision-making, Hopkins, um, for example, was a really attractive option because of their great bio program. Um, that was what I was looking for at the time. And also um, how flexible it was 
to switch her out of major, which, um, you know, turned out to be advantageous here to where I chose. Because I had no idea that I wanted to add informatics, but they really made the process easier on me. And that was really important. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and that's awesome. Like, I know a lot of students want to go into a school and then switch majors. And um, if USC has like a really good uh, transition for that, I think that's really great. I know that you were involved in a few things um, in high school, like uh, volleyball for a few years. Um, and you were always in um, very difficult classes. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the other involvements that you were uh, during high school? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, in high school, I got involved in science fair um, really early on freshman year, and that was something that um, I was really committed to, you know, throughout the four years. Um, so, you know, the initial level you compete at through Woodbridge or through our high school um, is at the county level, but you have opportunities to go on, or I'm sorry, at the city level, but you have opportunities to go on to county and state, which was really great exposure. Um, I think, and also through that, I got more involved with research. So I was working at a lab at UCI um, for a couple years, and I met actually my um, grad student mentor and, and our professor uh, through that. So that was a big part of my extracurriculars. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think it's awesome to have uh, a mentor. Definitely, especially like when you're in high school, college, you get a lot of exposure and um, they can help you out a lot and, and kind of lead you in a path where you, you want to learn a lot more. So. Um, that's awesome. And uh, as they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. What do you think probably helped your application the most? Or uh, during high school, what was the most important extracurricular for you to um, be accepted to some of these schools? Um, I don't think I could pin it down to one. I think, uh, you know, the feeling that I got from most of my interviews that I went to and also just talk, being able to talk to the admissions officers, you know, um, after the fact, uh, what they were genuinely looking for were students with a personality, a type of personality that showed through different activities. So I think diversifying your extracurriculars was really important. Um, so I was involved in not only, like like I mentioned, science research, um, but also I was working for our school journal. Um, so I was doing a bit of writing for in, in the science field because they uh, got to specify, you know, the topics that you're interested in. But um, it was interesting when I mentioned to people that I was also involved, you know, writing because they don't expect that from a STEM major necessarily. And I think that was um, a differentiating factor also. Right. You're right. And that's a diverse background is really beneficial for um, any college because there you'll be you'll have the most opportunity and be the most successful if you are able to do a lot of things, which is which is awesome. Um, OK, so if there was one advice you would give to an aspiring um, student who's applying for things, what would it be um, in terms of their college application? Right. Um, God, I hate to sound, you know, like your mom, but start early. Um, I think that, you know, regardless of where you're applying to or how long your school list is, it is a lot. Um, and there's a lot of dates and a lot of different essays that you kind of have to navigate and organize. And I think a lot of those essays aren't just the type of school paper you can grind out you know in a couple hours it's really about introspection and that takes you have to like give yourself time for that um also this is very specific to SC but uh for our merit interviews before we for our scholarship the application or the interview process was literally they would pick a line from your application essay and ask you tell me the story behind that or tell me more about that so um 
I think it's really important to be genuine on your application and also to um, kind of have more or have some it be related to something that is very important to you and that you could elaborate on more definitely um uh when you said start early that is not a mom thing to say because that is very true um i remember like uh our senior year when the college process was going on students would be just missing left and right because they would all just be spending their time like um within like the last week of crunch time or whatever um and everyone would just skip class just to finish their essays and everything and um i am also a victim of that i, I did that as well which was not good <laughs> but definitely like you definitely need a lot of time to really think about what you want to write and um you're gonna make mistakes along the way when you're writing these essays but you only the only thing that you can do is fix them right and you need time to do that um and that's also actually like the, the interview portion of uh like the application is really important too because not a lot of people really realize that a lot of these schools have interviews um and so preparing for interviews specifically for schools i think is really important and i'm glad that you talked about it mm. um and like hand in hand with that you have to do your research about the school and i don't know if um you did this when you were doing your uh merits like interview but like researching specific programs at the certain schools that um you can talk about and like oh this is uh something that i'm really excited to look forward to this uh specific program uh, at your school then you can kind of talk about it and it really does show the um the people that you've done your research and you actually really do want to go to um their school which mm -hmm. is just awesome so thank you for that totally agree because um also interviews um is a learned process i think definitely like my like my last interview went so much better than my first one and i think you can definitely see the progress like and don't let yourself be discouraged based off of your first or second interview like my first interview with mit was an absolute train wreck and i like don't like to thought, talk about it or think about it but like I think I've definitely learned a lot of lessons that I took moving forward yeah, yeah. Um, for sure and funny story I was that wasn't I at one of your interviews it was my Harvard interview your Harvard interview I remember. my Harvard interview yeah oh, that was funny that was funny and I like kept walking around and then I um, know sorry to bother you maybe that messed it up I'm so sorry <laughs> I, I ruined your chances <laughs> um okay anyway so Fast forward a little bit, you kind of have your college decisions um, and you decide that you were going to go to USC. What did you think about USC before going there? The minute you step on campus for your first tour, I think the strongest feeling that you get from USC is kind of this like projected image they want you to see where um, one of the differentiating factors was all our student-led tours are like, you know, the students are dressed up, suit and tie, like nice dress, which is very different than kind of the authenticity you see from other schools where it feels more like they're genuine students rather than advocates of the university. Um, so there's this feeling of having the school really trying to put together an image of what it's trying to be or what it projects. Um, and that's what I thought of USC before I got here. But, you know, when you're living around the students and when you go to all your classes with them, you really start to see it's more than, you know, what the reputation of um, the school is. And it's more genuine and down to earth. Um, it's just a little bit more difficult to see than a place, um, for example, like Berkeley or, or L.A. What was the first few experiences like? Not only just the first week, but also like uh, the orientation day or um, do you, you guys don't have a week zero, do you? Um, we don't, but we actually have this program called Explore. So besides orientation, um, about a month before we had our Explore program, which is when our interviews take place, 
So at this point, you are not at all committed to SC. Um, you are just showing your interest, and they actually let you stay overnight with the current student. Um, so that was a really interesting process because my host girl, um, we're still friends now, uh, she was um, a human bio major, just like I was planning to be. And you really got to see what kind of like a day in the life was um, sort of experience. So that was really cool. Um, and fast forward to orientation in like our first couple of weeks, I'd say they really ease you in um, at USC. They had a lot of events, you know, planned out for us, like concerts. Um, you know, we always have our annual splash bash and, and then week one hits and you're kind of shell-shocked because you're like, okay, well, this is kind of the image of God I got of USC initially and now the academics really start. So I'd say that um, they, for the purposes of welcome week, yeah, you feel welcome, but then, you know, real real school starts after that. So that's kind of um, how I felt kind of unexpected or unprepared to go into our first couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really easy to get lost Um in the, the college experience, especially like if you're going to a to a school like USC who does focus a lot on um, the school spirit and everything, I think, and especially during the first uh, like first few weeks. But um, is there any like specific events that you really enjoyed or uh, that you went out to that you can talk about? Mm -hmm. So we have Splash Bash. I don't really remember what else for the first week besides um, the people in our dorm specifically because we got in. Um, as Merit Scholars, they took us out for a retreat um, over the weekend prior. And that was interesting. They took us out to Silver Lake to see a Dodgers game. Um, that was pretty unique. So it was like a lot of bonding that they emphasized in the first couple weeks. And there's also events where you get to just meet other people that aren't necessarily in your dorm or in your classes. Like I met a couple people at like Splash Bash or um, some of the kind of carnival-y fairs that they threw for us that really like made those initial connections that make you feel more at home, I think. Off of that, like how was the transition from high school to college um, after like these first few weeks where you're really nurtured into this, uh, this USC culture? How was that, the transition? Mm -hmm. for you? So for me, uh, you know, SC is not that far. It's about an hour out. So in terms of, you know, being connected to people at home, I'd say that I do get to see people, um, you know, from high school more often. I got to talk about parents because I think that if my parents could, you know, deal with me moving out, anybody's can. Like genuinely, the experience has been so positive overall. Um, I expected it to be a lot harder, but I think living away has like kind of improved our relationship where like you're actively wanting to build that bond versus, um, you know, having a relationship with your parents out of convenience just because you live with them. So I think that transition of me like having more independence and them accepting that I have a little more independence has been, has been overall really great. But you do have to figure out how to like do things on your own that I like never thought about before. Like the first time I got sick here was kind of like an experience because I had to figure out like, oh, like what does my health insurance cover? Like where's the closest, whatever that I need to get to. Um, just like kind of the little things that you don't think about that happen or pop up, pop up along the way. But what about the, uh, the not only the social and uh, familial aspects of moving out, but what about the transition from like high school classes to college classes? Because you do have a lot oh, more yeah. um, flexibility with your schedule. You're literally probably in class for half the time. 
Um, and so how was that for you at USC? You know, I feel like people always say, oh, after you get through four years of high school, um, or at least I guess this is what people in high school tell themselves, like, it's smooth sailing from there on out. Like, um, I mean, in my experience, it hasn't exactly been as, as easy as people make it out to be just because the content is challenging. Um, I mean, there's no busy work. Any of the work that you do or any of the studying that you do is because you want to. Um, so I guess that's the part that uh, really separated it from high school because you're in class for so little of the time and all the extra time is really just your own. Um, you have to be more responsible than you think you were before because I thought um, you know I had a certain level of self-discipline in high school um, you know just from what I was doing but it really makes you reevaluate how disciplined you are when you are living by yourself all your time is your own you don't have anybody like keeping an eye on you at all it's really a learning process like you can expect to kind of overshoot how much you need to study or or you know maybe even go like under but you like kind of just adjust and learn your lesson as you go Right, right. And I think um, a lot of uh, students encounter this, whether it be like their first quarter or their first semester. Um, you don't know how much you really need to focus on school when you are um, right. exposed to all of this other like college life, college experience. But then you do you do uh, get the hang of it. If not, that's shitty for you. And <laughs> you're, you're not going to do well, but that's it takes okay. Time. It takes time. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the difficulty of classes, um, I think, I don't know if you would like to agree with me, but uh, it's definitely harder, but you're spending less time like within the classroom um, and like with instruction, but a lot more time by yourself and learning by yourself rather than like in high school where they really do walk you through kind of everything that you need to do. Um, and I think that it comes with a lot of initiation. Like there's not that designated time in class where you can go seek help. So many professors, you really have to like take the action, like go to their office hours, like, you know, literally wake up, walk to their building to get the help that you need. And I think that that shows like the extent that you want to do it, not that you're, um, you know, expected to. It's just really up to you. And okay. is that you drinking coffee? I'm sorry, yes, so you drinking phone and coffee? You're really on a roll here. Look, see, so the thing is, I'm not addicted to coffee. I just like to enjoy a cup of Joe. Wait, that's here not a there. Starbucks cup. I know. Look at it. Do you know what this? No. Oh my god, you're a fake, fake friend. This is Kakashi from Naruto. This is Kaka uh, Naruto's sensei. Okay. Kyla got it for me. All right. Yay. If anyone also, anyone, <laughs> anyone, anyone who wants to know, actually, so um, I bought Cassandra Man a, um, a Japanese Starbucks cup from <laughs> was it Hiroshima. From I don't remember. Japan. From Japan. It was someplace from Japan. Very authentic. And I gave it to her as a gift. And she doesn't even use it anymore. It's not, just, I don't go home. It's at home. I mean, just, wow. I should, should I, everyone listening, should I just cut the interview now? I might do it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, back, we're back on it. So talking about that, um, we were talking a little bit about uh, your classes and everything. What does the, what is the dynamic with your class? Like how many people are there or is the format like a lecture discussion format or how is it at USC? Mm -hmm. So I'm currently in four, I'm enrolled in four classes. So that's 16 units. Um, and I'm taking bio, chem, um, French, and well, last semester I had to take writ and this semester I'm doing a GE seminar. So how um, my bio and chem classes work are, actually kind of unique. I know a lot of people have like big classes their first year, 
um, especially in like a general, you know, first year class. But I'm in the honors bio and or advanced um, bio and chem section. So our classes are only about 90 people um, for the lecture. And that's my biggest class, actually. Um, so, yeah, but I think people in um, the regular entry bio and chem have lectures up to like 100, 150 people. I think that's more normal. And for bio and chem classes, we also have a lab component. So that is another three hours each a week. Um, we have lab sessions and those are small classes, maybe like 12 to 15 people. And for actually French writing and my GE seminar, those are really, really small like discussion-based classes. So there would be like literally 15 caps um, is what they put on it. Yeah, and there's no other like discussion. Those are, because those meet pretty often. So yeah, it's, it's a small class. They sit you around like a round table and you have discussions. <laughs> there's no lecture, there's no, yeah. Okay, so you only have two lecture-based classes and the other three are like discussion-based. Mm -hmm. Kind of, wow. And your the biggest class is 90. 90. Big class. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Some, okay, that's, I guess, is a good um, difference between private and public schools because public schools, um, at least for, for UCI, there's at, like at least 300 in some of my classes. And at Berkeley, when I was talking with uh, Sabrina the other day, um, there's like, she said over like 400 and like, there's people that have to go into the other room, like it floods out or like they'll sit on the floor or something. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so you did you take 16 units as well last uh, semester? Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. nice. And so you took uh, biochem and then did you take French last I'm semester? I'm taking as well? French last semester, this semester, and I have one semester left next year. Um, and, you know, for freshmen here, we have to take um, one semester of Brit, which is our, um, like, freshman writing, and uh, one semester of a GE seminar. Um, so those count for your general education credits, but um, they're freshman only classes and they're small. So for writing, you get to choose your topic. Um, they all kind of try to teach the same principles that they want to get across for writing, but um, in a topic that interests you, so you get to choose. Um, I chose the globalization of cultures and literally it was really unexpected for, I was like the only STEM major in there. It was all uh, Marshall kids and um, WBB we have a program it's called world business bachelors I think so what they do is they spend a year here one year in Hong Kong one year in Milan and then they get to choose the school that they go to for their fourth year um, how are the professors there? I know like um, a lot of the UCs and public schools they are foreign and sometimes it's a, a little bit difficult to understand them um, but how, how is it how are the professors at, uh, at USC yeah. I think it's a hit or miss uh, I've like had the privilege of being in classes with really, really great professors that genuinely want to teach you. Like they will make time outside of their lectures to clarify something if they don't feel like it was covered well enough in the lecture time. Actually, in my first semester of chem, I had a professor from Germany. You know, with a really, really thick accent, and it, like half the time I just didn't know what was going on. So that was an experience, but. I mean, everybody's going through that, so it's kind of like a like a bonding thing, also. But kind of the weird thing for us is in our um, chem and bio classes, our professors switch midway through our semester because we're on a semester basis. So they only teach about a quarter, and you get a new professor for the next quarter within the same semester. 
Oh, okay. Why, why is that? Yeah. So you have four different professors over the course of a year? Throughout the course of the year, yeah. And that's for one subject. So like in, it switches in chem and also switches in bio. So it's a, it's a whole lot of professors and, and TAs to keep track of. I think they do it because the professors are heavily focused on research, especially in those in the air, in that area. So they do it so that um, they're able to focus on research for a larger amount of their time. Since you are in such a, um, a lot of your classes are a lot smaller than some of the other ones. Um, how is it between students, like the interaction between students and just kind of the people at USC? The bio and chem classes that I'm in are part of like freshman science honors, which is a separate program. So it's actually kind of weird because we have our classes back to back and in the same building. So we literally run buildings all in like this one big herd. And people say that um, because you're around each other so much of the time, FSH is like a community and whatever. I haven't really experienced that. I feel like it's like any other normal class where, I mean, you interact with some of the students that you want to in your class, but then outside of class, it's not like they're your you know, closest friends, a lot of your other friends come from, like, orgs or your dorm hall or something like that. So, um, as much as, like, yeah, you'll collab and, like, study for tests together, I don't feel like there's the closest people you'll meet in college. It is um, a lot based on your class. So, you, you mentioned, uh, like, the closest people you get with um, are in from, from orgs and, like, your hallmates and your roommates and everything. Um, we'll get to orgs in, in a, just a just a jiffy, um, but I did want to talk a little bit about um, your rooming situation and your your roommates and, and whatnot. Um, and so you had the privilege of actually getting a single, right? Um, mm-hmm. How is that dynamic, uh, do you think, versus like uh, a double or having a roommate? Right, so um, our dorm hall is all suite style um, versus some of the housing on campus, on main campus. Um, you know, is the traditional uh, hallway where you just have kind of rooms going off each side. Um, and actually what's different about McCarthy, which is my building, is that we have a closed door policy. So um, unlike a lot of the other buildings that want you to keep an open door in your hall so you can, you know, socialize and get to know people, um, we actually have to close our doors um, and the RAs go around and check that for security purposes in the suite. I don't know how that works out, but I'd say it's, but um, you get to know the people on your floor or your specifically your RE group pretty well. For me, uh, I have three other roommates and we actually picked each other in pairs. So I um, knew coming in that I wanted to room with this one girl um, that went to uni actually. So we picked each other and we matched. Um, and the other two girls picked each other and they matched up and they put us all together in a four person room. Roommates have been <laughs> hit or miss also. <laughs> I like, I guess the big takeaway is that as much as, you know, roommates are important and it's great to have them as like close friends, they don't have to be, um, like it's not the end of the world if you don't get close to your roommates. Like I am best friends with two of mine and we had had like problems with one girl, but, um, you know, like even though you live with them, like you have, I think it's kind of easier because I have my own room. It's not like I'm living in the same room as her. So it's easier for me to say this, but like it's doable. Like you can make it through um, your year without, you know, having an ideal best friend roommate for the situation. Right, right. So we, uh, you kind of showed me before when we, uh, we, before we started talking. Um, but how would you explain like the layout of your whole like floor um, and the building uh, where you where you live? Right. Uh, so our building is 
kind of like this loop around a central like courtyard where I'm right now. And all the rooms are in suites, but just different formations or like layouts. So a really popular option is a two-person double, where it's like two person in one, two people in one room, two people in another room, and you share either one or two common bathrooms and a living area. Um, none of our freshman buildings have kitchens yet. Those are reserved for sophomore housing. So the double-double configuration is really, really popular. My configuration is a four-person single. So we have one long common room and we have two bathrooms in our suite that we share and kind of four single rooms coming off of that common room. Nice, nice. Um, and so you mentioned that uh, you guys don't have kitchens. So what is mm -hmm. the most popular, popular like eating area or is there a diner nearby um, where you live? Uh, so all freshmen are mandatory on the unlimited dining plan for our dining halls, 3000 a year. Um, and that covers like unlimited flights. So you don't have like points, you don't have flights or anything. Like you can go, like I go in there to fill up a water bottle and get like come back out. Food isn't really a big concern. Whereas I know um, for some other schools, dealing with like your swipe count or something is kind of a big deal. But we have our dining hall for McCarthy right downstairs. So it's really convenient for us. Um, and on campus, we have two other ones, which are EVK and Parkside. Um, and those are kind of like kind of dispersed out evenly between the housing areas. You get to choose which one you go to. You're not restricted to one. But definitively, Parkside has the best food. And it's also the farthest from my dorm. So it'd be like that. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes. Um, so the real question is, do you guys get guest wipes? Yes, we do. All right, sounds good to we me. We have <laughs> a certain number, a certain number assigned each person. Okay, okay. And so most of the, so almost all of the freshmen will be um, living like on, like, so you don't live on campus, right? It's a separate little like um, housing area, but like most of the uh, freshmen will either live there or on campus, right? Right. So I'm in the USC Village, which is new. I think it's like about two years old. So um, it's this big complex where we have a lot of the student dorms. There's first year dorms, second year dorms, um, a Target, Trader Joe's, which is a huge plus, um, and some restaurants and shopping kind of downstairs. And it's, it's right across the main campus. It's literally just across the street. But I think the vibe is really different from some of the main campus dorms. Yeah. Just because you're removed from, like, you're not living next to your lecture hall, you know? Right, right. And um, I actually had the opportunity to uh, visit that area and it's really gorgeous, especially at night too, um, where there's like lights and everything. And there's like a, a field right in front of it, um, which is like this really green grassy field, um, which looks very nice to play soccer on, which is a really weird comment I just said. <laughs> but anyway, and I think the um, convenience factor of it, which is really great, where there's like, there's like a FedEx and everything too, like FedEx, Target, yeah. Trader Joe's. And it's like, right there at the very bottom of um, all the buildings and you kind of just, you know, mosey your way down and, and can go to- Oh, and places. a Starbucks. Very and a Starbucks, of course, and a Starbucks. Two, two, three, like, places for coffee. There's, like, Starbucks, Dolce, and- Perfect, Cassandra, uh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, it's out for heaven. <laughs> and so, since you, so how, how far is um, the village from the actual camp? It's only, like, a few minute, right? A few minute walk? Uh, it's a few minutes. And um, the thing about SC is that our campus is really, really small. I think it's, like, well-known. We're in the middle of, like... L.A., so... L.A., like, downtown, or, or some people call it South Central. I don't know. Um, but it's, like, really small. You can get to wherever you want to go on campus in about 10, 15 minutes, and that's, like, not an exaggeration. As much as, you know, 
people bring bikes and like scooters and whatever to other campuses like SC it's really easy to get around and the village isn't far at all either it's some of the other housing that falls under USC housing um, that could be a little farther where you might need to I know that some of my spring admit funds are in graduate housing, which is a little bit further off. Your second year, you, you have the opportunity to live on campus or move out, or is it you have to pick one or the other? Um, I believe that SC is two years guaranteed. So next year, I'm set to live in the village again, just kind of down closer to Trader Joe's at Ilium, which is our sophomore honors housing. After that, for your, so- or for your junior and senior year, popular options are um, Lorenzo, um, which is kind of like this really big, nice housing complex right off the freeway. So that like, they have a shuttle that goes between Lorenzo and our campus. So that's really nice. Or some people move downtown, which I have to say is pretty far um, in terms of commute. Yeah. Um, And I think I wanted to go back to the transportation and traveling aspect where USC is only like a 15 minute walk from like side to side. I think I actually um, read that somewhere too. And I think that's very convenient where you don't really have to... um, walk really far. I think when I was talking with Ashwin for LA, some of his classes are like 20, 25 minutes away. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it stopped him from going to class a few times if you woke up too late. Um, but you mm-hmm. can't have that problem. So Cassie, do not miss class. But, <laughs> Don't worry about me. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but other than that fact, um, there is something that you get when you do go to USC, the Uber, is it Lyft? Uber or Lyft? Lyft. It Lyft. used to be Uber, but apparently there's some drama with that. So now we have Thrift, which is our free Lyft. It's not as convenient as people make it out to be because there is like a certain time limit. So it has to be from 7 to 5, like 7 p.m. to 5 a.m., I believe. Um, and it's within a certain radius of our campus. And also what they don't tell you is that you have to do the shared option to get frisked. So it's either you, you and a friend, or you can't take frisk. You have to split up your group into frisk. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so basically what it is is um, they get free uh, lift. Um, I think it's a five mile radius or is it two miles? I think it's less. I think okay. it's a little I, over two. Okay. Okay. Some, yeah. I think it's like two miles where um, they get a free lift um, anywhere from campus, which is kind of convenient. But I guess um, from a personal uh, experience, it's not as convenient as some may say it. But um, and especially since LA is kind of more compact, you are able to do uh, lift places or walk places or um, you guys have birds in LA. Yeah. Yes, we do. Um, I'd say just because of the neighborhood around us nobody really tries to go on foot or on bird um you know directly off of campus but if you're spending the day out downtown um i think there are a lot of birds you can take um and that's really convenient to go like one place to another in like k-town or something like that but in the immediate neighborhood maybe not so much great transition I would like to talk about the outside of usc and it's Mm -hmm. probably commonly um understood as to be not the nicest place. Um, do you mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about the dynamic of, uh, I guess I, you just said that not a lot of people go out um, off campus, mm-hmm. but um, maybe elaborate a little bit on, on that. Um, yeah, so I know um, we can have that reputation of being the school in the middle of South Central. And people also say that it's gotten better. And I agree um, because USC, you know, does pay a lot of attention to security. Like we have what we call yellow jacket um, security officers almost on every corner within a certain radius of um, campus. Uh, just so that if you're out, you know, by yourself at night and they have them overnight, um, they work shifts. So you don't feel 
necessarily unsafe, but also it's kind of just known like use common sense. Don't go out by yourself at night within, and it's kind of a dramatic transition. Like even a block off of campus, you can kind of see how it's it's very different. And the campus is gated during at night. Um, after eleven, we have to use IDs to check into Village and Main Campus. So no other, um, you know, visitors are allowed out unless you're like with someone. Right, right. Um, other than just the outside, are there a lot of places that people um, go eat on the outside since it is kind of um, LA or their hotspots not on campus? Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, kind of around our school, um, a really popular place is Dito or Banditos, called Dito's. Um, it's a really pop, it's a bar. It's really popular with the um, underclassmen specifically, but um, they also have good food. I gotta say, they have good food. Um, there's this one Mexican food truck that it's like, it's unnamed. Everybody just calls it like, go to the Mexican food truck, go to the Mexican food truck. Like they don't have a name, but it's really, really good food. And they're open like, you know, till like four in the morning. So when you're coming back late from something and there's nothing else open, go to the <laughs> truck. Um, that's really popular. Um, I'd say K-Town is a, or there is a really high Asian student population on campus, probably not as much as um, some other colleges. It's still pretty diverse, but um, K-Town is really popular. Places like Somi Somi get a lot of hype, or like K-Barbecue is really big, and it's cheap in K-Town, which is a huge attraction factor. Oh, if you're trying to be fancy, there are definitely some really popular brunch places downtown like everybody hits a perch or um the tagalui or something like that so since you are in french can you order in french at one of these restaurants i could maybe order myself a croissant and that's about it <laughs> i get french for two semesters only <laughs> but you'll, you'll get there maybe maybe after the semester you're ordering in french je ne sais pas i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't even that's what you that's what it's one year you should be able to order a meal for yourself in, in, in French. Expectations, uh, okay. We'll, do, we'll hold you to that. <laughs> um, okay, I'll definitely let you know. Do uh, do a lot of people actually drive um, at USC? Yeah, because um, a lot of people are local. So I found some like Pasadena or, um, or like actual K-Town where this is kind of like their local school. Like it's what UCI would be for us. So they bring their cars and they kind of commute back and forth from home in here, which is kind of a different experience, I think, because they're they are at home a lot more often and they don't really get to have like the whole dorm, you know, um, live in sort of experience. But having a car here is not cheap. And that's a huge like that's something to think about. I think it's a permit's like 600 um, a year per year. Yeah, uh, that's like that's not like. I think ours is around like 600, 700 too, but really? yeah, something like that, which is pretty dumb. Because who, why would you have to pay for parking on a campus when you pay? I don't know. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's and also like driving in LA is kind of like a nightmare. So oh, uh, yeah, LA, LA is is a hard place to navigate, um, especially if you're driving, Cassie. <clears throat> um, wow. <laughs> I also haven't driven in like months, so I assume I've gotten worse, which I don't think was possible <laughs> um and so other than the fact of uh like the outside the aesthetic how is the campus itself like um how would you describe it to a person that hasn't been there before just to give a little um description of it like a visual like a visual yeah so you can talk about like um 
USC is relatively new, or some places are relatively new. I think Marshall's pretty new, um, but oh yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> Marshall's very nice. Okay. Yeah. Red brick, red brick everywhere. Literally, um, everywhere you, all our dorms, the inside theme is like that kind of like red brick, red color. You can't escape it anywhere you look. It's cardinal everywhere you go. Um, but I'd say a lot of the buildings um, in the schools that have the funding, the new funding, are very, very modern and really, really nice. Um, one of those being, of course, Marshall. So their main building is Fertitta Hall. And um, I had a couple uh, meetings there and, and lectures, and I literally walked in. And I was like, what luxury hotel lobby am I standing in? Um, they have, like, a cafe at the bottom with, like, kind of, like, a reading area and tables with, like, the, the table screen is literally, like, a tablet that you could work on or whatever and fireplaces and it's just really really nice so it's a good study spot for Tita Hall um other than that I'd say a lot of the buildings do look kind of old on the inside um the ones that uh have been built longer for example um my chem and bio lecture halls um are definitely not as nice as you'd think by looking at for Tita or something like that so it's, it really depends on the building I think it's because it's so mixed through throughout the school right right um and i'm glad you brought up uh for is that how you yes. wait say it one more time Fertita. okay Fertita. um usc is a beautiful campus and there's like some really amazing spots really gorgeous spots um i know like bovard the library right is it called bovard or bovard auditorium auditorium like, yes like, like the big events um yeah it's definitely a nice place I don't think it's open a lot of the time because it is, um, you know, for speakers and, and you have to go through security for a lot of the events at Bovard. Okay. But yeah, that is a nice place. Other than that, um, a really, really good study hall that or study space that not a lot of people know about is the Mud Hall of Philosophy. It's a philosophy library. Um, and it literally looks like a movie set in there. It's so nice. And they're like little tables and like little nooks of books that you can kind of just have to yourself it's a really good place to study it's nice nice yeah um usc's campus is is gorgeous and um Do doheny field flowers doheny that place was really nice too oh, I remember. The library. yeah the, yeah the rose garden outside of doheny is pretty cool yes yes that place is really nice um and i'm actually glad that you brought up um in bovard auditorium there's a lot of like uh you know like speakers and stuff that go there are you have you gone to any of these like I know USC is renowned for this, where they bring in a lot of speakers and have a lot mm -hmm. of kind of like seminars and stuff. Um, have you gotten the right. opportunity to like go to one of these? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like you said, USC definitely has a lot of these. Um, just because of, you know, we're known for you know, networking and they always say, oh, USC is social, social. Um, there's so much networking going on. And like, I just want to say that that's true. They do provide a lot of these opportunities. But what I've learned is that you do have to take the initiative to take them, your, like to go to them yourself as much as they can like bring people in. Nobody else is like in that field. Like you do have to make the effort to go by yourself um, and be exposed to that. Um, having said that, actually yesterday I was just at a panel for um, genetic testing um, in the field of genetic testing um, and how that applies to um, like information security and also some of the political or policy effects that it has. There's a lot of these happening at the same time in any given field that you could want. So I think that was really, really interesting to go to yesterday. It was just like a panel of 
three speakers, and I think one of the speakers was the former cancer research program director for Joe Biden um, a couple of years back. What the heck? Advisor. Crazy. Yeah. So he has <laughs> a lot, you know, a lot of specific details and experiences that he could impart that, like, I literally could not have gotten from anyone else. So that was really interesting. And there's also kind of more um, lighthearted events. Like, we had Rain Wilson yesterday, the guy that plays Dwight on The Office. I don't watch The Office. I don't watch it either. Don't worry. <laughs> um, anyways, he's on The Office. He came to speak at Bovard yesterday. It was a big deal. There were lines everywhere. Oh, if you're into figure skating, the Shibs They're on Team USA um, in the Olympics. They came to talk to us. Also, we had Shapiro. So that's, you know, take that as the as you will, it's controversial, and there was a protest. But, oh, shoot. Um, we had, I mean, Ben Shapiro, he's like, a, I guess he's a big name, um, but it's it's also, they're not afraid to have controversial speakers, let's put it that way. <laughs> and I'm glad, glad that you brought up, uh, like, the figure skaters in USC and Olympics, because we're going to move on to, like, the kind of social spirit aspect. Um, but before we go, is there anything, like, you want to talk about um, for the academic side, just, um, just to, like, kind of end it off? If not, uh, it's all good. No, I think uh, things I wanted to cover were like classes are difficult and, and classes are a hit and miss. But besides that, I think USC does give you the flexibility to change and edit your major and your interests, providing like the classes you need, um, you know, throughout your four years as, you know, like your interests change. So a little bit more of the fun, lighthearted uh, social yeah. aspect. Um, one of the biggest things at USC is the Trojan family, fight on, right? Um, fight on. And I, and I think that is that is huge, especially for USC and um, in their sports too, like their football, or your guys' football is mm-hmm. really well known, even though you guys didn't do that well this season. I, something, yep. right? I something like that. Um, we didn't do and, great. <laughs> there's always next year. There's always next year. There's always next year. Um, but also something with that is the marching band. And I hear that the marching band at USC is ridiculously good and i think i read an article um earlier when i was kind of just looking stuff up um they performed at coachella with odessa and i don't know if you know that but i they, don't know they, how that how they make that work i don't okay so i, just I, I like i literally wouldn't know how they made that work <laughs> but that'd be pretty cool though and i think it's real and i don't think i just pulled that on my ass um but mm-hmm. the marching man is awesome there and i think um as a student you want to talk a little bit about the spirit um, no, it's definitely huge. And I think even, you know, taking your first step on campus and visiting, that's the first, one of the first feelings you get from, from our campus that really separates it from other schools. You know, as much as I'm sure like, you know, UCLA has, you know, Brune Fried or whatever that is. Um, but like, I think for us, it's, it's really tangible. You know, as you walk through campus, you always see the alumni families like two, three generations back, see them on campus being involved. And I think their USC associations that meet um you know throughout the world like there's one um in orange county there's those like um usc alumni associations abroad um so wherever you are after your four years you can stay connected um and i think also that has a lot to do with um again going back to networking uh we have um society 53 which i'm not involved in but it's kind of like our student alumni student outreach to the alumni and they organize a lot of these events um where you get to go and talk to alumni in your field you know at their house like 
they host these big events where you just have like a like a really private intimate dinner with an alumni member in a field that you're interested in so they make those opportunities for you for sure I'm um, not school spirit football games are a huge deal game days are a big big deal fortunately our Rose Bowl game did not go too well this year <laughs> uh going on to like the organizations and social side of it um you did rush and pledge for a little bit a uh of sorority right. uh, do you want to right. talk a little bit about that or your experience yeah. doing so so um initially coming in I was really open to any sort of like sisterhood experience whether that be um you know a oh, I forgot the name of the organization like a like a mainstream sorority um you know on the Greek row or um professional or Asian Greek council I was open to you know any of those options um I ended up being friends with some of the girls from Sigmas, which is the Asian Greek Council sorority. Um, and they really encouraged me to rush, you know, try it out to see if it was a good fit. I, you know, went through the rush process. I accepted my bid and I ended up CPing or depledging um, a couple weeks later. Uh, just because of the time commitment and the timing, it just um, wasn't ideal. I think I really liked the people that I met, it really like gave me a ton, tons of opportunities to meet not only like sisters, but also branch into like some of the brother fraternities that they had. Um, I met a lot of people, I had a good time, but uh, unfortunately it just didn't work out with a new program that I, I was in. So yeah, I don't know, the rush process was comparatively easy too, compared to Panhel. It wasn't nearly as long. Um, it was much more casual and everybody kept it just kind of like breezy and social um that was that was really nice it kind of skips out the formality of a lot of the pan hall events where you plan out your outfits and your like which houses you hit like up to weeks in advance and I think that's a lot of extra stress that I like I couldn't handle my mm -hmm. first year so nice nice and do you plan on either trying to rush again for um AGC or any other organizations or fraternity sororities um currently I'm affiliated with um an AGC fraternity um, through one of their programs. But that being said, it's not an official sorority um, that I'm in. And I think it goes according to plan. I think that my current affiliation now really picks up on the aspects that I like valued the most in being part of a, a that I would have wanted as part of a sorority. Um, I do get to meet a lot of people, have those interactions. So I think in the coming semester, necessarily being um, part of a specific sorority is not as important to me as it was um, when I went in here. So I think I'd have a lot more chances to um, kind of experience other orgs, like in terms of like clubs where you're not like fully committed, like your life doesn't revolve around that one sorority where I know the time commitment was going to be huge for Sigma's. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, if you do join a either social or business fraternity or sorority. Um, it is a huge time commitment and it, it can get out of hand a little bit. So I'm really like, I'm really glad that you chose not to do it. Um, not because to, for the fact that you prioritize other things. And I think that um, is really mature. And because a lot of people, especially freshmen are kind of honed in on like, oh, like I want to join this because, you know, um, this will let me, you know, go to parties or blah, blah, blah. But in turn, you kind of give up some of your grades and, and uh, your time yeah. and everything. So um, I think that's really mature for you to do. And I think, wait, so you got picked up by a fraternity, right? That's that's what happens, basically. Yeah, actually, it was 
shortly after I DP Sigmas, I heard about this. It's kind of like an affiliation program. It's nothing too official, um, but just being involved with kind of their programs and what they're doing. Um, and it's much more voluntary. Not that, you know, joining Sigmas wasn't going to be voluntary, but it's much more you get to pick and choose what you can handle as part of that program um, using your own time and judgment. Right, right. And it's like the perfect balance between um, being able to do social things and then, you know, doing your own prioritization of whatever you need to do. Um, but I think you did talk a little bit about how you wanted to join other clubs and organizations. Um, did you want to talk a little bit about uh, what yeah. you might be looking into? So currently I'm a part of um, Scout, which is a service organization. Um, it's really popular for STEM majors, actually. It's one of the bigger organizations. Um, so what we do is we go out as student volunteers to a local um, elementary school. Um, and a lot of these schools are on the disadvantaged side where they don't have the sort of resources for science programs that um, schools and maybe other districts have. So what we do is we go in and teach them their science curriculum once a week. So I worked with third graders um, last semester and I'm continuing that with Scout this semester going in. And I think as much as it is a service organization, it is very social. Um, you have a Scout group that you go um, and teach your lessons with every week so you do get a bond um you know both inside and outside the classroom um and that's been a huge part of you know kind of week by week like what i'm involved in um in terms of meetings and and actually going to the schools and this, the kids are so sweet it's it's a really good experience they get like seeing them get excited that you're coming um on that wednesday is just a great feeling oh everyone cassandra man what a giver am i right wow okay <laughs> no that's it i think that's awesome and um, just like giving back to the community is this really impactful thing to do. And um, especially for younger kids that might be a little bit disadvantaged, whether it be like uh, economically or, or whatever. Um, I think that's a great, that's a great deed that you're doing, Cassandra. Um, what other organizations that you're a part of and or looking into uh, joining? So besides Scout, I actually joined this more recently this semester. So um, it's called WIC, Women in Computer Science. It, was, it came as a surprise to me because I went to some of their, you know, intro events and literally everybody in there is in Viterbi, which is our engineering school for comp sci or something closely related to comp sci. Um, and as like, you know, a non-major, you know, kind of found that I could benefit from some of their um, events, not necessarily everything um, that is more like computer science specific, but because I'm interested in informatics, they host, um, you know, coding workshops for me to kind of get um, a first sense of what I'm going to be getting myself into in CSEI in the coming semesters. Um, and also I've met so many like nice girls there. It's really social. That club is really social. Um, it's, although it's not meeting based, it is event based, but we, you know, come out to the events, um, have a good time. And the girls are really, really nice. So nice. that's been big. Um, other than that, you know, part of the, the process of, you know, rushing Sigmas early this semester really limited how involved I thought I could get in other clubs. So I think that's something um, more in the future than what I'm involved in now. I do feel like I should get more involved in orgs. Um, there's so many that it's kind of overwhelming at times. Um, yeah. And I think that's a common experience a lot of freshmen have, um, where it's not like you're limited by how many things are out there. It's just because there's so many that you don't know how to approach it. Um, right, right. So that's kind of a big thing. So I think we're wrapping it up soon. I'm, I'm taking a lot of your time, um, but you're, no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> this is this. Uh, there's a, just a few more questions and um, that I want to ask. But um, 
in your perspective, what are the overall like pros and cons of going to USC? Okay, um, I'd say, and I do have to address, you know, the elephant in the room with the whole scandal and Olivia Jade or whatever, because that's like that's what we've been in the news for. It hasn't been like football or networking. Like that's literally uh, right off the press. It's kind of a big deal here, um, because people are really affected by it. So I'd have to say, you know, when I like first told people I was going to SC, um. I mean, I myself didn't really expect it. Like, I never, like, it kind of sucks that, like, this wasn't necessarily my first choice in terms of what I had planned for myself. Um, it turned out being the mo- the option that made the most sense for me. Um, but there is a reputation of university of spoiled children, university of second choice. And, like, I want to say that the culture has improved in terms of that, but it's still a thing. It still exists where you have those um you know legacy or in those cases Olivia Jade that get in and aren't genuinely wanting to be here or um have that you know spoiled children atmosphere so I think that's like a that was a huge disadvantage that I thought coming in was that I'd be surrounding myself with these people and like you know how you change um depending on the people you choose to surround yourself with um but I like have met some of the most hardworking, genuine people here. So I like that's how my perception of SD and the people um, around me has kind of changed as from a disadvantage to an advantage. Other than that, I'd say uh, school spirit and networking have to be the two biggest that I go back to. Um, there's so, so many opportunities for you to get to know not only alumni, but to connect you to um, companies in downtown LA. Like I've taken advantage of some opportunities um, where I get to be paired with people in business, um, you know, going to their offices, seeing how they work, like what's the day, day in the life of. So, yeah. And any cons or is SC the perfect place? Should we end on a con? I don't know. <laughs> how about I'll, I'll edit it? It seems like a downer. It seems like a downer. Um, okay, cons? Neighborhood around. <clears throat> That's one. Definitely neighborhood around. Like I was going to say, if you're looking for a campus experience, um, where maybe like at some schools in smaller towns or like like more suburban schools, um, you get that sort of more college town experience. If you're looking for a college town, downtown LA is not your place. Um, so I don't know. That's a con if, if that's something that's important to you. That's nice. Good, good. Um, and another ending question is a day in the life of Ms. Cassandra Mann. What is that looking like? Okay, well, I have early classes. Um, that's just how it worked out. So I am the first thing I do is I go to like an 8 a.m. or a 9 a.m. depending on the day, um, and I'm like, <laughs> I know <laughs> the worst is my Thursday when I have an 8 a.m. lab for three hours. That is on a Thursday morning. Ugh. A Thursday morning, yeah, that's a nice. little puppy. Um, and then I usually give myself around two hours after my morning classes, so I like. Um, eat a little something and I do work for my next classes which is really helpful I think people um, a lot of people don't like spacing out your classes but for me like it's kind of a chance to decompress and like get stuff done if necessary for your next class um, and my afternoon classes are like my humanities classes so I have either French writing or my GEs um, and after class it's um, you know grinding at like the library or something um, and we kind of have this like really great tradition, me and my friends, um, no matter kind of what's going on, um, always get dinner talk about what happened during our day and like decompress together. It's like, <laughs> you don't miss it, rain or shine. And know, if there's like events, we try to go out at night because none of us have night classes. We go either like into downtown 
um, on Fridays, we all get off of class around um, like pretty early. So our uh, routine is we go to a coffee shop downtown and we just like work on a Friday there. So it's nice. kind of how Fridays play out. Nice. Weekends are a lot more fun. Weekends are a lot. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, wait, wait. So really quick question: Does US doesn't you does USC party Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or we're close to Cape Town? Um, and there's a couple clubs. The most popular is Arena, and Thursdays is their college days. So Arena's Thursday, Ohm in Hollywood is Thursday. Um, Fridays are for frat parties, Saturdays are for frat parties, and those are like on the row, um, so it's the campus. Because Saturday, Fridays and Saturdays um, are 21 plus. Uh, right, at the clubs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nice. There's some on Sundays, you know, like you go on a Sunday. On on Jesus' day, really, Cassie? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Cass, it's G- goddamn nice. So you go to tapestry for three hours Sunday morning, and then you get to decompress at night. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so I think the last question um, is one memorable experience that you've had so far um, at USC that really makes you proud to be a Trojan? So the UC, USC UCLA game is probably one of the best best places for school spirit. And like, it really shows in, in the pride and everything. Um, so like, even though we lost or whatever, um, you know, after the game, all the Trojans kind of came together to lick our wounds. And actually me and my friends couldn't get a lift coming out um, of the stadium. So we ended up trying to walk to Old Town Pasadena. Um, on the side of a freeway, but fellow Trojans would stop and be like, hey, do you need a ride? So we got a ride with Trojans just because, like, we were wearing red and white and everything was great. Yeah, exactly. That's good. That's good. Um, just students caring for each other and just taking pride because, you know, you guys go to the same school. Which is, which no, is we great... have a thing. Trojans care for Trojans. Or Trojans help Trojans or something like that. It's a catchphrase. <laughs> which one is it? Trojans, Trojans care for Trojans? I don't know. I think All that's right, the good. one. <laughs> we'll, we'll hope that's that that's it um but yeah. if not, that'd be a little bit awkward but um well i think that concludes if there's anything else you would like to say you can say it um but before you do i think uh i'd like just to thank you so much little cassie um Hi. take time out to uh to talk with jeffrey um but yeah no thank you so much for taking time out of your day to to do this and um we'll see each other again you still have my jacket so i kind of need that oh back. my god i still have your jacket <laughs> no you're good take 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 you're good you're good you whenever it's, like, it's sitting in my closet. I don't know what to do. Whenever you're back, um, you can you can give it to me, or if I'm ever going out to okay. LA and we're hanging out anytime soon. But um, yeah, is there is anything else you want to say or or any last comments? I think I literally have remembered stuff about SB that I like didn't even think I remembered before. So that's, that's <laughs> I like I'm all out of school spirit. Like fight on. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Okay. Well, awesome. Thank you again uh, for okay. so much for being here. But. Hey guys, thank you guys so much again for listening to another episode of this week's Student Life Podcast. The reason why I have two episodes up was because of finals week. Um, that weekend I kind of studied and didn't really have time to make an episode, so I apologize for that. And right now I'm on spring break, so I'm trying to make it up. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much again. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Cassandra's was really good, very informative, and it was just a great overall experience. So uh, make sure to catch us next time, next week, on a new episode. So Jai Vu, signing out. Peace.